Live from Las Vegas, Nevada, Bad Mojo Media Studios presents This Passion Driven Life. Now on to the show. Good morning, America. Wait a minute. I think that one's already taken. But nonetheless, good morning, everyone. Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media, a passion-driven series. And today we have an amazing show. We're featuring Tiki J1. Uh, he currently from Las Vegas, has lived in L.A. too, and uh, is an amazing urban artist and uh, developer. He's just He creates some of the most unique things and unique projects. And you can see him all over Las Vegas at this moment. You can see his work on casinos. You can see his work on anywhere on the art district. And his star continues to shine and rise. And so we're fortunate today to have him on this episode and share his passion, his joy, and really see how far one can go uh, when you when you believe in yourself and you continue to follow that mental state of mind that I'm going to get there. I've got my blinders on. I've got my prize in front of me. And I'm going to follow that with all my heart and all my passion. And that's who Tiki J1 is. And that's what he's going to be bringing to the show today. So stay tuned. He'll be with us shortly. Also, an update to add on November 20th through 22nd, we're going to be having a seminar featuring metallic epoxy floors, counters, and floor prep. Uh, in the Chicagoland area uh, with Walt Tools. And we're going to be doing this in conjunction with Josh Jones uh, at Prepmaster at his facility. I'll give you the address here at the end of the show. And I encourage uh, you guys to, to give a call uh, to Walt Tools and uh, see if you can uh, still catch a spot, if there's any available. I believe there's going to be about 50 people there. And we're going to go through the, the steps from A to Z on quality floor prep, as well as installation from chip floors to very high-end metallic applications that are very unique. So we hope that you'll come or give us a call and see if there's still spots available. So a great friend of mine, he's been on the show too, Christopher Lavin, um, wanted to just give a shout out to his brand of uh, cold-pressed juices, all totally organic uh, juice to you uh, in Southern Florida. And you're going to see these slowly become normal uh, throughout America. And I know he's going to bring this uh, to a lot of different locations one step at a time. Super excited about that because uh, it's just a phenomenal product and, and so good for you. Uh, Got to just love it. And now let's get back to the show. We're featuring Tiki J1 and here he is. All right, Daryl Bates from Bad Mojo Media, and we're back again in the studio. And as promised, we have Kiki J1 here. How are you doing today, my friend? It's good to see you. Man, it's really good to have you here. I've been super stoked about having this gentleman in. The more I see his work and uh, the quality of what he does, the more excited I am to have him here. <laughs> Sometime, at some point, hopefully, I can have like a, a circumstance where we can have you do a piece. Uh, you know what I mean? Something that we can we can film. but. In the meantime, when this show is over, we'll have a ton of information uh, on his career and his workload that we can share to see how amazing of an artist he is. So from there, let me begin. First of all, I just got some basic questions I want to ask you. And I think uh, 
from there, I want you to just really explain to all of us your, your passion, your vision, and your dreams. Um, the first question that comes to mind is how did this all happen for you? When in your lifetime <laughs> did this passion get you? <laughs> and how did that all begin? You know? You know, I gotta thank my mother for introducing me to crafts and arts when I was younger. Yeah. 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 Uh, when I grew up, I started to draw a lot more. I started to copy pictures. And then um, I got into breakdancing. Hmm. Got into breakdancing. <laughs> oh, which, which led me to the world of graffiti. Huh. You know. Um, you know, I see the connection. I'm not shocked now that you mention it. Mm -hmm. And so I started writing graffiti, and then I stopped for a while, started skateboarding, and then I met some graffiti writers when I was a, about a teenager, and it hasn't stopped ever since. No doubt. No doubt. There's something about painting on the wall. You know, I have a code when I paint. Like, I don't think it's graffiti unless it's illegal. Right. Other right. than that, I call it urban art. It's so like Urban art. Yeah. Yes. That's the best way to describe it. Because I kept thinking to myself as I was talking about you on a couple other shows leading up to eventually having you here when you had agreed. And I didn't want to uh, mispronounce the skills that you you have. And you're right. It's not graffiti. It's, it's freaking urban art. It's amazing. It's urban art. You know, um, I do commercial design as well, yeah. and uh, I do the urban arts, but like like I said, it's not graffiti to me unless it's illegal. Right. But I do have a code. You know, I won't, won't ride on someone's house or yeah. private property. And, oh. You know, the bridge going over the freeway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see how you would do that. That would be interesting, I bet, right? <laughs> you know, and that's part of the appeal of the graffiti art to me is there's a big mystery on how it gets done. Right. A lot suddenly, of people don't know. Yeah, it suddenly it's there the next day. You're like, what the hell I had to inspire? To, for this to happen when I was sleeping. <laughs> well, I also feel like it's a noble art as well. Um, the graffiti writer or the urban artist risks life, limb, and freedom in yeah, pursuit right. of their work. To where I've seen some of it done mm -hmm. and, and, and well done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And this is, you know, it's art for the people. It's, yeah. it's people's language. Uh, the good thing about doing art on the street or in the urban city is that you don't need a curator or a gallery to promote you to show your work. You can just bring it right to the people. What, a, what an amazing thing. Think about just, you know, like what I do for my career and what, what Jill, what beautiful better have behind the camera. Um, you know, everything we do doesn't hardly get seen. It's hard right. to have an audience to see what we do. And a lot of people don't want you to, like we done, I done Miley Cyrus's property in 2015. Wow. And for almost three years, I couldn't use any of those pictures. Um, and now her house burned down. There's, oh. there's nobody stopping me. I've been sharing them all over hell. But the point is, is that it's like a good secret. Mm -hmm. and, and art shouldn't be a good secret. No. You know? oh. Art needs to be shared. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of what the urban artist or the graffiti writer does is they, they share their work. They bring it right to you. Yeah. You know, uh, not to not to say anything bad about studio artists, but when it comes to the urban arts, you know, you don't have your four walls protecting you anymore. Mm -hmm. You are now, in essence, with the public. You right. have to listen to what the public says. Right. Uh, you know, people want to offer opinions. Right. Uh, they want to tell you what they think you should have done to your work. <laughs> <laughs> the beautiful thing about some of them, now, I mean, you've elevated yourself to a point where you have to, well, I shouldn't say you have to, but I imagine you have some guidelines on what the customer wants. Indeed. More so specifically than it used to be just free range artists. But it's, it's definitely a lot more of a professional structuring. Yep. Now, you know, like I have to sign contracts. I right. have to get insurance for myself. Yep. Yep. Um, same, same with everything we do. Yeah. That was one thing, and, and especially in a city, 
I mean, where I came from, a little small town in Wisconsin, they couldn't give two shits if I had anything or not. Because if they could see I did the job right, I'm in. Right. But here, you're in a structured environment where there's laws and regulations and safety codes, and you got to protect yourself. You got to be legal, legal and legit. And you also got to protect your work as well. Yeah. You know, it, it's a long road to get to where I'm at right now. Um, even just with negotiations on preparing the artwork. Right. You know, like there's got to be a line. Because if not, there's a customer that will keep changing and changing and changing <laughs> yeah. and changing. Yeah, we're pretty aware of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've seen Jill already have to do something over four times, and uh, and I have been there too, where their original vision is nothing like what you ultimately give them, and that's all their own design. You know, approving um, samples on my end, especially because a lot of what I do is abstract, is almost absolute <laughs> well it's because you know i think the client really just wants to be involved in somehow yep. they don't want to just hire you to do the work they want to feel like when they share this that they had something to do with it as right well. right and you know to me to share that opportunity with a client and help them realize their vision is part of my mission and i bet you it's exciting too as that unfolds when you do something good that will be there for some time and they love it it is uh more rewarding almost than anything it's what to me, at this moment in my life, I think we also share this the same parameter in some ways, is that to share it, to teach it, to train it to others has become very appealing to me. Because yes. what I've noticed is the the power in that. When when you see a student, as an example, I post, like you do, a lot of my stuff socially, on mm -hmm. social media platforms. And I'll have somebody come to a seminar in Phoenix, as an example, and they'll be like, oh, I've been watching you for years. You're, they're almost like you're one of their heroes. Mm -hmm. And that's like, whoa, really? Yeah. Or you'll have somebody who's really up there in your in your field or your, your career, your life on work, and they'll give you, like today, I had a friend of mine, Levi Comstock, hello Levi, <laughs> hopefully you'll watch this, um, from uh, an amazing company, uh, just, just a wonderful guy, uh, and I've been following him for years. In fact, most of the inspiration I've had has probably come from watching his videos at work, and he sent me a message today about uh, how proud he was and how he thought it was cool to see me follow my vision. Uh, and. Uh, Boy, what a big lift me up, you know, that was to me. It's just like, wow, it made my whole freaking day. Uh, so those things are rewarding when you teach. Yes. I've been teaching for over 10 years here at college level in Nevada. That's crazy. I'm at Nevada State College right now, you know, teaching sculpting and drawing. Sculpting too? Sculpting as well. Yes. God, you've got a big, <laughs> big portfolio of talents and skills, my friend. I went to Otis College of Art and Design for my bachelor's degree and received a product design degree. and. The cool thing about product design is that it enables you to, you know, not just focus on one medium or one area of study. When it comes to art, you could study on something that's 3D or something that's flat or, you know, and like no I love No limit, right? You know, that's why I was eyeballing your CNC machine over there. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Henry Ashworth from Red Art CNC. See, you get all kinds of good stuff from us, bud. <laughs> True story, though. Indeed. What a great machine. Indeed. Because there's so much you can do with it. And this isn't just promotional for me. This is the truth about how I feel. When I look at, like, furniture, and, and I know it sounds odd when you're thinking furniture. How does that have anything to do with what I do? I like to create some really elaborate pieces. I like to bury interesting things in it, like LED lights or, or fiber optics or, or you know. And, and sometimes you just need that absolute perfection in what you're doing. And, and having a CNC machine at my disposal will offer me things that I've never seen before. Same thing with floors. Yes. Let's say I want to do an epoxy floor, and then over that epoxy floor, I want to run 300 lights from fiber optics. 
I can have a CNC perfectly router where every one of those are, and I'll lay them, lay them and then bury them with my part. I mean, the, the point is, is it is one of those. Oh, we, you know, what's really cool is that we're taking standardized objects and we're doing something amazing with them. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like uh, we all have the same dictionary, right? <laughs> but the author will take specific words and put them in a specific order. Yeah. That makes them interesting. That makes them interesting. That makes them art to you. Yeah. That's kind of what we do. Yeah, you know, and when I was uh, at the job that uh, where I had met you uh, when you were doing that wall mural, um, the way I seen you do it, how quickly you made it come together, the different approaches, uh, I, I was just uh, like I said. I mean, I, I was already kind of enthralled. I knew that I had met somebody very unique. We swapped information yes. at the end, and I knew somewhere it would come into play. Uh, I just didn't know I was ever going to be doing this and <laughs> having an opportunity to actually have you sit down and. An interview because to me this is exciting I get to listen to what you're saying and I get to learn from that I get to carry that with me for inspiration and passion and that's what this whole thing is about passion driven yes and I, I, I it's the same I, I was really inspired by what you do as well cool. you know and it's just like I think that there's a reason why folks like us meet. I do too and we run into each other and that's how I met Jill like I was right. telling you earlier right I, I actually hired her to make my job way better than it was <laughs> Saw the value in that, said, hey, I'm going to ask her out. No. <laughs> it didn't quite go like that, but it looks oh, like that in hindsight, right? Like, yes. <laughs> it was a stroke of brilliance. <laughs> She's giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> it's really good that you two can work well together. Yeah. You know? And well, you know, <laughs> the cool thing about that statement is you're absolutely right. And, and we have weathered some tough stuff. She's come on jobs with me four states away. They've been tough things, you know, miserable circumstances. You're waiting to get paid, you, you know, whatever. Your machine breaks. I mean, we've been through so much together in that regard, in mm -hmm. terms of working together and then sharing our personal life together. And that is a challenge, but we have overcome that. We've learned a lot from one another uh, and about our careers. And one of the cool things is, is learning her artwork to put into mine and vice versa. Indeed. So we've, we've shared a lot of that cross-pollination, and it's been fun. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> it's really hard to find. Yeah, right? So, yeah. I know. We've no, been blessed. When I was in college, I had a, I had a girlfriend. She was also an artist and right. designer. We tried working together <laughs> until I realized that there was a, a secret competition going on that I didn't oh, know dear. about. <laughs> you know? Wow. You know, if that, if that would have been the case, I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have lasted. No, it seems like there's a good structure to you guys working together yeah. and then, you know, transferring that to a right. relationship. As well, well. We're, we're both pretty humbled about what we do. We both know that we love what we do. We're pretty good at it, but we both know we're not where we'd like to be. There's room to grow. There's things that we can learn. Um, and we have. We're yeah. listening and learning from everyone. Absolutely. Um, and so we're, we're still students. You know, I was listening to NPR today. There was this um, lady that just released this book and I forgot the name of it. But she said something before I got out of the truck, and she said, um, you should never really win. Yeah, because then you'll stop. Because then you'll stop. You'll stop. You, you got to stay hungry. Yes. You know, here's another thing, just to mention, because I've wondered that. I've been hungry all my life, mm -hmm. and I've never, like, you know, let, me, let me be careful how I word things. You don't want to throw negativity out there in the universe, right? I have not yet reached the plateaus that I wish to. All right, I'll, I'll word it that way. And so because of that, every day I wake up and I go after it. Mm -hmm. But when I see certain people who truly are successful, and I know some without mentioning names or putting people in weird spots, because they might listen to the show. <laughs> I wonder to myself, once they achieve all of this, 
what are they hungry for the next day? But they still do. They still remain hungry. And I, and I think to myself, those are the ones I should really look up to, not, not because they are successful, but because they still find a reason to be hungry to go after it. It's like that Elon Musk. He's got all the yeah, money he right, can want, world. And, and it's like all he's got that's limiting him is his his imagination. That's it. It's yeah. certainly not his bank account. No. He can do anything in the world. Oh my goodness! And he is. He is that's on top of almost every brilliant idea in the last eight years. Anyway, it's somewhere back there. He's part of it. To get a rocket to land. <laughs> to get a rocket to land, and then to have the idea to go colonize Mars. <laughs> Yeah, you know, like to, like that's our new frontier. Yeah, it's, it's, the terraforming you know? is. I Absolutely. mean, and, and even even the the vacuum tube, oh, yeah. freaking uh, uh, train lines, and I mean, it's endless what he's thrown out there. I watched the show on Mars, and they're they're thinking about sending CNC machines with them, so that if they need a tool, they, they can, can just CNC it. the tool. What and a it's brilliant really, idea! Isn't that really like and instead of bringing the tools, you need to just bring something just that's going to make the tools. Make the tools <laughs> <right>? <laughs> We'll, we'll, oh, just, we'll be one step ahead of this whole scenario oh, instead of planning so the tools, let's plan the, the, the machinery to make it. And that brings about another really cool topic, and we were just talking about this before the show, and uh, and it's it's how art is life. Yes. Because everywhere you look, as you mentioned, the machines in front of us, the, the architecture and the building that we're sitting in, everywhere it was driven by art in some capacity. Right. Art really is life. It, it transcends what we do in all ways. So I teach my students that what we do is called a visual communication. You know, I could deliver in words something that's in my head, and you might get a picture, right? But somebody else might get a different picture. Yeah. So it's that drawing, it's that visual communication, and it's that image that lets people become united so that they can go ahead and move forward. You know, that kind of made the hairs on my arm stand up a little bit. I just had this vision of what you were saying, and, and picture six guys in a room or girls in a room, mm -hmm. and you you verbally say something and, and let's see what transpires in each one of their papers and right. that is outstanding and, and fairly far-reaching yeah you know, awesome. I mean <laughs> that's the great thing about illustrators you know back when we didn't when we just had like like the Renaissance painters painted a lot of biblical images mm -hmm. you know right so that we could get the idea right you know because it's kind of hard to read the Bible sometimes <laughs> right you know, I can't picture this I know <laughs> I know it is a little hard <laughs> pictures help right yes it certainly do <laughs> it, it did when I was a kid I remember my mom bought me one of these extremely big Bibles that was all picture oriented oh I read the hell out of it because the pictures were so cool too it made the story way better <laughs> you know I, I, even novels I think that they could use just a few illustrations just yeah. here and there throughout the book and yeah. uh, you know I read uh, a story a little while ago a book from um, Kurt Vonnegut mm -hmm. and uh, he has some unique uh, approaches on his books and I love to read I always have I've been a nerd that way still am mm -hmm. uh, and if I can't I mean even on my phone I'll find something to read so just looking at pictures I can't help it but uh, every once in a while some of his books will be like three pictures somewhere throughout the whole book you yes. know and, and I thought that's pretty cool because a lot of like you know you don't get that usually in Stephen King novels as an example you know, right. so that visual helps uh, yeah. Hugo Hugo is the book there's a book called Hugo that's really amazing because it's got a lot of words and then it's got a lot of black and white line drawings and it just enhances the book so much. In fact, I heard a story about this book that when they went ahead and made the movie for Hugo, they just used the book because the storyboards, uh, the story, uh, the illustrations stood as storyboards, ah, pictures. So they were able just to awesome. go right off the illustrations yeah. and then make the movie. Yeah, and it's the same. If I think back, and all these are things I don't always connect the dots to, but uh, when I was a kid, I, my parents realized that I was kind of a nerd. I had, I, I had, there's six of us, and four of us were boys. 
and uh, I grew up on a farm, so it wasn't that I wasn't farm tough and all that stuff, but I had a, a penchant for reading a lot more, I think, than my siblings. And uh, and maybe that's changed. I know my older brother, Don, reads everything that he can pick his hands up on now. Uh, but in school, I was just, a, it was my thing. I liked it. And so they would buy me novels like Star Wars, you know, novels mm -hmm. and stuff, but they would be half with animated pictures inside. And that really, it's funny now that I think about it, because I don't know I ever, that I ever really had to oh. write. It really made... That was my favorite yeah. graphic novels. Oh yeah! Remember the Star Wars yeah, one? Exactly. It was like all comic book, comic book style. Oh my right? gosh! Yeah, so awesome. Good. Yeah, and then all those pictures too. In fact, uh -huh. to this day, and I think everybody who appreciates art probably has the same feeling. I'm not exactly sure what medium of art it, it drives me the most. I think most of the time I would have to probably pick music, mm. just because I don't know there's anything as powerful as that in my life that can make me feel something almost instantly. And so I, if that's my parameter, I suppose, that, mm -hmm. that I could use, and I'd have to say almost maybe music, but I don't know. There are certain things that just get me. You know? it, it, I think they're just kind of like personality types, and, yeah. and the, the type of art depends on what you're trying to convey to someone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and sometimes music is just so soulful that you get this wonderful feeling inside. Yeah. You know, the same thing yeah. happens with line-drawn art, yeah. and you know, even something as funny as a meme. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But, and I think that that's the most important thing about art is it's communicating a feeling. Um, it's creating something within somebody that speaks to them. Others. Yes. Yeah. Art doesn't really mean anything to anyone unless it means something to them. Oh. You know. And here's a good one. And then we'll, we'll take a break here just a second. We'll be right back. But, uh, I, you know, I, when I think of, of uh, how art, you know, really can kind of capture you, uh, and, and, I, and I see that there really is no limitation to any of this uh, and, and I wonder to myself too like how much further will our careers unfold as we grow what will we be doing in 10 years will it be the same as this will it be entirely different will I include music I mean why do you think like I make you know guitars and, and I'm not perfected in any of this but I I, I need I have a, a drive to say something and I'm, I'm not always sure on what medium I want to capture to do that with and so I, I find myself kind of hopping all over the board not because I'm bored, it's because I, I want the experience. Yes. You know? yeah, no, I feel the same way. You know, uh, a lot of people, when they look at my work or they go to my website, they can see that I'm into a whole lot of right. different things. And I also don't want to be pigeonholed. Right. I don't want to be pigeonholed right. into one thing. I don't want someone to go, oh, he's just an illustrator. Right, right, right. Or, oh, he just does this. No, and there are those that, should, that say, you know, really, if you just... If you're going to be good at anything, be the best at fun, you know, whatever that one thing is. And, and I, I don't disagree, because if all I did was metallic epoxy, I might perhaps be the best in the role at some day or at some point. But that's all a matter of opinion anyway. Right. Have you seen that? that but will you get bored? Yeah. Will you will you get to a point where you're like, oh, I'm doing another yeah. this or I'm doing another that? I hate you know? to admit it, but I do. That's why I need right. mediums mm -hmm. of different expression. Yeah, Man, this is this is this is great. It means a lot Thank to me you. that we're having this conversation. Yeah. It really does. Thank you, and I hope the audience feels the same way. Just I know really quickly. Uh, you know, when I was in Los Angeles, I took on the title urban landscape specialist because what I was trying to do, instead of just doing graffiti art, which a lot of people associate with art on the street, yep, yep. I, I I wanted to create things like stencils and use posters and stickers and combine them all as in one act, and that's why I think that's what appealed to you when you met me. Yes. Because I was doing yes. all sorts of different... It, it was a whole bunch of, right. of different principles that you were putting on this, and and I, I would see something new, like Bill Murray, mm -hmm. that you would have incorporated. I mean, I'm serious, and I'm like, wow. 
and, and the whole Hope time you're watching we were there. This <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, give us a call. We'll have you on the show. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back, everyone. <laughs> cool. Also, EasyChem, another good company from Georgia, uh, family ran. They are in the uh, flooring industry in terms of cleaning products and epoxy and other coating uh, materials. So um, be looking for me to be sharing more information about this up and coming company. All right, and we're back again. Bad Mojo Media Passion Driven Series again with TKJ1. And uh, so we, we've had a chance to really communicate off camera uh, about our careers and the cool things that we've done and experienced. And uh, I think just about everybody I know in our industry somewhere has had a unique experience in life uh, that kind of, you know, blindsided them a little bit. So I was in LA and uh, I hadn't yet uh, really found my way. I was trying to get some good jobs. I knew I did something special with cool creative floors. And I had done some glitter floors and epoxy. And these, these glitter floors were bright, powerful. Uh, they were very specific. I mean, you can get, get a headache if it's too much going on. But some of our clients seemed to like that. So I had a call one time, and, and this uh, really random individual, he sounded almost, you know, frightened. <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. Like, like almost like he didn't want to offend me or something. But he wanted to know if I had done a specific picture, a glitter floor that he had seen on Facebook. Uh, and I said, yes, that, that was my work. He's like, well, can you, can you replicate this? I said, yeah, of course I can. And where are you located? And he said, Malibu. And we talked a bit. And, and he wouldn't give me the client's name. And I'm like, well, this is kind of weird. I mean, is it a porn star? Is it an arms dealer? I don't know who this guy is, right? <laughs> or girl, for that matter. <laughs> and uh, so he said, well, it's by invite only, and I'll have to come meet you at the gate and and so forth and so on. So uh, we, my nephew and I, he was my partner at the time, he, he drove uh, from uh, to Malibu with me and, and uh, we ended up at this really nice private estate area, bunch of homes, you know, that are, that are really high end and private. And so we still had no clue for the first week of this job, for sure, who it was until we got to meet the individual and it ended up being Miley Cyrus's property. And uh, I was just uh, astounded, really. I'm like, I can't believe I'm actually, you know, doing Miley Cyrus's house. And although in hindsight, that's not, you know, like a whole career thing, but <laughs> it seemed pretty pleasing to me at the time to know that I'm not in this my entire life and I'm suddenly in an A-list environment that might help my career. And so it was very exciting. And so the guy uh, that, that helped us uh, coordinate this whole project, his name was Bradley McPeak. And it's a super chilled guy, real relaxed, you know, and, and real humble. And, and he was an artist and, and is an artist. He's a great artist. And as a matter of fact, he showed me a lot of his work, um, very beautiful stuff, a lot of paintings and, and print work. And, and, and his story was also inspiring. He told me the way he got where he was at was that he would go to their shows and their concerts and actually bring artwork and then hunt people down and security guards and stuff. That, that's all right, man. That shit happens. <laughs> As long as we're not spilling rookie right? right? <laughs> <laughs> I've done it with my hat a bunch of times. So no worries. But uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm so destined to beat up your microphone. That's today. okay. That's okay. You couldn't have been any harder. Right? The guys I had the other day, they're uh, big dudes. They have a hard time moving around and knocking crap everywhere. <laughs> Makes the show exciting. Sorry about no, that. It's all right. Never know what's going to happen next. So anyway, Bradley's story was ultimately he got to be close to a lot of these A-list stars because he hunted them down with cold portraits and artwork that he would give to them. 
ultimately ended up being one of Miley's, uh, you know, coordinators, if you will, especially in, in her uh, Malibu property. And uh, so he was there the entire time we were on the job site. And, and quite frankly, I'm just going to be honest with the camera. I have no reason to, to censor myself. But mostly what they all did is, is the group of entourage people that would be there is smoke pot all day, right? Mm -hmm. So no biggie, right? We've all enjoyed that from time to time. <laughs> I did mix legal now. <laughs> right? I know. Back in the day, I'd be quiet about that night. But uh, no, so it, it was, I, it'd be blunts everywhere. And you could smell it the whole time I was on the job site. And, and I was professional. I wasn't going to endeavor in that. And eventually he became pretty close with us, became good friends. He, he'd watch us, he'd come over and talk to us. He was actually joyful to be around. And so one time he, he, we were closer to the end of the job, he brought out this little, uh, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like a styrofoam head, mm. like he would use to for glasses or like a mannequin, but it was styrofoam. Right. And, and he was putting all these different various sunglasses on this, this head. And then he kept asking us questions about our epoxy and our glitter. And, so finally, I just got the brass tacks. I'm like, what are, you, what are you trying to create? He's like, well, I want to do these sunglasses for my hair, and I really am working on this, you know, and I'm not quite sure how to do this. And so we, we kind of talked for quite a while, and, and I had some of this, like, thick-gauge plastic that I was able to cut into, like, marijuana leaves, you know. And then so a while later, I seen he had them glued to the corners of the glasses. Mm -hmm. And then I had some uh, this glitter, right, all these different colors, and one of them was a real fine green glitter. And so we just we, we got done the job that day. We were nearly complete. I said, let's just have a little art show, by the way. So on outside patio, and I might even have some of it on film, we made these glasses with him with epoxy and green glitter. And a little while later, at uh, the annual award show, when she was doing her video and, and, and you know, live show, she had these freaking glasses on. And I, I've seen this on TV. I'm like, wait a minute, man. I've made them some. <laughs> I mean, with, with my nephew and Bradley McBee. We, we actually made. So it was, it was just funny to see that. You don't know what you create, where it's going to end up, or whose face or body or house or whatever. So, pretty cool story. That's all. I just think it's pretty awesome. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. Should have charged them. Yeah, you know, that's what I thought. Later, I seen Bradley does have a, a sunglasses line, mm -hmm. and he's released a bunch of different ones, including those. So, I'm sure they were much better made than those original mock-ups, but hey, you know, yeah. it's still pretty... Uh, Pretty, pretty cool. Concept's a concept. You're right. I guess the first one's free. <laughs> That's what you said earlier, right? <laughs> the first one is free. So uh, anyway, I, I want to I want to ask uh, about your career as you're moving forward and going further. Um, you you mentioned that you teach. I want to hear more about that, okay. and I want to hear more about where your long term vision of your career is going and some of the cool things that you're on right now. Cool. Yes. Uh, so when I first moved to Las Vegas from Los Angeles, I started teaching at a school that I really don't want to name right now. Sure. Get it. I understand. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I started teaching there. And, um, you know, it's surprising that while you're teaching, you're actually getting better yourself. Right. You're, right. you're learning how to hone your skill, um, learning how to structure it a little bit more. Uh, but one of the best things about teaching is that, like, I'm giving back. Right. You know, it's like it's satisfying. It's very satisfying. You know, to me, there's no better service in this world than helping people, and teaching is one of those ways that you can help people. And art is powerful. Art is. Powerful. It's a strong message. It can. It can. Hell, it can probably even save somebody's life. And there's so many different misconceptions about what really art is. Right. You know, and and. You, during the teaching process, you can break down those illusions so that it becomes something real, something tangible for you to attain. Because a lot of people think that art 
kind of like magic. Right, right. Right, like, and it's not. There's a structure. Art can be taught. In right. fact, when I was in college at Otis, I had gotten into an argument with my professor because he was saying that only certain people could be artists. And I was like, no, no. Yeah. Everyone can be an artist. Right. Everyone can be what they want as yeah. far as I'm concerned. I, 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 I think that if you want something and you want to do it, you can go and do it. Yeah. yeah. You just got to want it, yeah. right? Like, yeah. You got to have that passion for it. You got to have that drive for it if you want. It's just like a show. Like I was telling you, you know, earlier is I don't, uh, you know, have a, a perfect map. All I can do is look at others who've done it and say, what's my version of this and how bad do I want it? Right. And if I if I have a vision and if I have a plan and if I stick to my guns and, and I follow that passion, I, I believe, just like all of us, that we're going to we're going to find what it is we're looking for. I mean, we we all are copies of copies. Um, I was just listening to a TED talk, and you know, nothing's really original. No, not anymore. No, not any. Well, nothing really, actually, you know, um, is original. Uh, so to copy someone and then make it your own is a version of making something original. No, nope. you know, nope. making something new unto nope. yourself and unto your viewers, right? Uh, whoever your your viewer may be. Yeah. Right. Uh, anyway, what a concept! An original idea is nearly impossible at this moment. I don't think it's really possible. Right. I mean, even when it comes to drawings, unless we're going to compare them to cave drawings, right, 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 because those are the original drawings. <laughs> yes, exactly. Those are the original, yeah. I, and a lot of people would call them primitives, but I call them masters. Yeah, they're the ones that started everything. That's right, and, and they the didn't even have the tools. And Hell, imagine what they would think of paper. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like that's the evolution of art, though, right? Like yeah. it started on this rock with just a, you know, and it's still the same as today. They have standardized tools that yep. they used, yep. uh, standardized equipment, and they just took what they had and they made beautiful art with yep. it. Yep. Yeah, I just saw a movie about um, the discovery of, of Glasgow, the cave painting in Glasgow. Did you know it was discovered by a little girl? No. It was discovered by the daughter of the man that was looking for the Oh, for really? the cave. Yes. No yes. doubt. Yeah. Wow. She, well, actually, two dogs found it first, I think. And then, <laughs> and then she found it. She found it. Yes. The dogs. It's <laughs> yeah. best friend, right? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and those paintings are just lovely and gorgeous, and they're just as much masterpieces. You know, it's hard to find what the quintessential art is. You know, and a lot of people that, you know, might not have gone to school think the quintessential art would be realistic painting. Right. 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 But, you know, that's the whole thing about the movement in arts. Um, you know, you had the fathists, you had the modernists, you had the abstract artists. And, you know, the reason that made the thing that makes them so famous is that they found a different way of looking at things. Yeah. Right. You know. Yep. I mean, photographic art is amazing, but we did that in the Renaissance. Yeah. We did that in the 16th century. Right. Know? Now we want to see things that are different. Yeah. Different view. You know, even when Jackson Pollock came along and start splattering paint. Everyone's yep. going, hey, I could have done that. Yeah, sure. but he was the first. But he was the first. <laughs> and that's huge. That's you know? entirely huge and the original. And to think about it, yeah. yes, that kind of is an originality right yeah. there. Taking a different way of looking yeah. at something to create an emotion. Oh. You know, I, I, I think a lot of his work's kind of like jazz. Yeah. Right? It's improvisational yeah. in a yeah. lot of ways. And, um, you know, maybe even some of the epoxy yeah. might seem that way as well. Yeah, a little right? bit. But but then again, we all know that we pull from someone yes. somewhere. And, and, you know, I mean, abstract is, is uh, infinite, but at the same time, I find it also limited. So I have mm -hmm. to find other means uh, to satisfy my passion and drive. It's just like singers, you know? You could take old standard songs, but, you know, there's people that are going to sing them differently. Yeah. You know, yeah. 
you know, uh, what was it? Like, uh, um, oh man, I can't think of it right now. Oh gosh. When you have a brain fart, it just sucks. Oh man, I, can't. <laughs> I was hoping that wasn't gonna happen. <laughs> it comes to you, that's okay. Uh, well, anyway, it, um, it's it's this guy, and I think he comes here. He plays a little piano, and he has these um, vocalists that come in, and he'll take a modern song, but then make it sound like a '40s or '50s swing song. That is freaking cool, right? It's just a whole different. Yes. I, I see what you're saying, Tyler. Yes, right. You know, yeah. so and then that's another way of taking yeah. the original. You know, art's always just building on each other, yeah. but it's so hard to find an original core. Yeah, yeah. And where is that core? I, I like what you're saying, and how you're saying it about our primitive art being actually much more advanced because it is the original core art Those are the masters. You know, that, that we pull from. And and you know, we don't know where where that began or, or even, you know, eons before where things were lost that we hadn't had a chance to see. Um, you know, there, there there could have been so much more for us to pull from. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, even artists like Picasso took things from from the primitive African masters, and then he just kind of claimed them as his own, right? You know, um, it's, uh, I think he said something like a good artist borrows, but a great artist steals. Yeah. You know, but yeah. I, I think a good thief doesn't get caught. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. So if you are going to create, <laughs> you know, don't get caught with your hand in the yeah, cookie jar. Right, right, right. Be, be pretty subtle about it. But, but these are great points, and it helps, I think, myself, the audience, and others understand. Uh, you know how how art continues to transcend and change, and where we all pull certain inspirations from. Yes, you know it's like I, I'm constantly inspired by everything that's around me, and my students inspire me. Yeah, um, driving through the desert will inspire me. Well, right, here's right? here's a cool story, Jill. Um, on the counter behind you, I know I'm doing this on on you. The people who are watching this on YouTube will see it. You see that horse picture in blue? Uh, yeah, that one. Is that yeah? Just, just bring that over here once. I, is, let me see that. Does it look like a horse, kind of? Okay. So I'll have her bring it over here. It's ancient, right? And, and so this was the first seminar that I had done in uh, 2015, I think. And I had a, a, an array of students um, and the language barrier for me, because I don't speak uh, great Spanish, unfortunately. I wish I did. So we were all just playing around, and I was teaching everyone uh, what you could do with metallic epoxy. So when we were done... I gave everybody a board and some small amounts of epoxy to create. And they were all doing abstract stuff like I had. And this young kid painted this with his finger and epoxy on this wow. thing. And I saved it all this time because I'm thinking, oh, it's just an expression of art that I didn't see. And and I loved it. It it, it captured me, you know, and and so that's my point. No, it's lovely. <laughs> Like it's it's really I mean it's completely abstract, but you saw what he had in his mind. Even if he could speak to me correctly or I could understand what he was saying, he he knew what he wanted to convey. And I, I hope to this day that this gentleman's found a way to do something with his art. I wouldn't even remember his name or or anything. But and this just, is a great expression. Oh, of little horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that's that's what art is. That's why. Yeah, this is lovely. Yeah, yeah nice work. Cool. Yeah, at oh. the take a look at that I should have had it cleaned up some but so that was pretty cool I think you know it just uh, it made my whole day <laughs> then maybe go back and question myself like you know what I haven't really went that far with epoxy <laughs> and after then of course I did so it was inspiring and I think that's that's what this is about yes how we find inspiration yes and it can come from the the damnedest of places. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You know, language barrier be damned. <laughs> Art transcends that all day. <laughs> yes. 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 
It's why I think it's about finding your voice. Yep. Right. Like you know, like you were saying, you know, you might not have gone in that direction, but this person's finding their voice in yep. another direction. Right. Yep. Uh, I I tend to think that there isn't such a thing as as bad art. Yep. Right? No. It no. really, I don't think that there's a thing as bad art. I think it's some of it can be poorly done. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right? I get it. I get it. But I think if someone really worked on something and tried to and put it, it out. was their vision, then, yeah. then I think it, it stands alone. It's it's a piece of art. Absolutely. You know? I mean, again, I, I've laughed at certain things sometimes where I see these gallery pictures that are, you know, like like a splash of something. You know what I mean? Or all white with a single little cardinal in the mm -hmm. corner. And I'd be like, well, somebody went, oh, it's beautiful, you know what I mean? And that's art. That's the expression. Well, and the other thing about art is that it's not just about what you're seeing. There could be a concept there. Sure. Right? Like, I used to go, before I went to school, I, I would go into a museum, and I'd see a canvas with one color, and I'd go, well, I could do that. Right? But I didn't know what I was supposed to do was walk a nose length away from the canvas so that the color could engulf me. I understand. Right, you know. I see what you're so concept could mean a whole lot of different things. Like yeah. what you see visually, might just be an accent yeah. to what was really supposed to be expressed. Yeah. And I think again, most mediums have that. I think one of the the ones that's most obvious to me is music. And one of the things that I do to my friends and, and Jill a lot is I'll pick a song that that strikes me deeply, and I'll I'll peel away the layers like an onion to find the core of the song or the beat or the tempo. The ones that excite me the most are that they have three or four different themes and temples going at the same time. They're layered very deeply, but somehow they all fit together like a jigsaw puzzle that shouldn't. Uh, that's exciting to me. So it looks like, like jazz. Right? <laughs> You're right. You said it earlier, right? Jazz, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just so improvisational at yeah. times, you know. And you to make your art original, you want to make it so that it's hard for people to copy. Yeah. That's why the signature in your art is so important. Not just True. you writing your signature, but your signature look. People should be able to look at your art and go, you know what? I know who did this. Well, you know what? If right. you attain that level, then you are indeed, you know, you, you've accomplished something. <laughs> well, see, that, that also brings me back to my students because a lot of students, even my students, think that their quintessential being is to create photographic, photorealism type art. And really, if everyone's creating photorealism, it's really kind of hard to tell the difference yeah. who did what. And, and what, I mean, really, you would be limited. Yes, too. To I, just, I encourage them to find their own voice, their own signature, their own style, and apply that. Because yeah. really, in the end, that's what makes an artist famous. And, and another thing too that that gets me is when I see these these street artisans that create amazing looks and, and amazing end results with such speed and minimal, uh, you know, tools and time. You see a masterpiece, and I'll, I'll take a piece of it that I've taken two years to come back on and work on more and work on more, and I'll be done and be like, ha! Huh. And then I'll watch a guy do something real quick, and you're like, what? <laughs> wow! I mean, yeah, so it's it's crazy, the really? scope of, of art and how it reaches us. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. So your your career, where what are you uh, what are you up to right now? I know you've got some big things that you've been working on. So um, I've, I've been... Uh, I've been getting away from some of the illegal work. You know, I'm getting older. <laughs> Got to make a living. You know, got to pay the bills. Tiki needs new truck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know. Um, so uh, I've, I've been, you know, in. I, I was teaching at another school. I'm teaching at Nevada State College right now, and actually, it was unfortunate earlier this year. Uh, the place that I was working stopped paying me. Uh, but 
if they hadn't stopped paying me, I wouldn't have been going full charge like I've been doing this year. Right. Um, work's just been coming in hand over fist. Um, and I've seen you everywhere. I've uh, seen your time-lapse videos and what, you know, I have a few battles. Yeah. Uh, we just did, uh, I did some work last uh, in like January or February for the Cosmopolitan. I painted their food court. I'm actually going back in about a week to paint a backdrop for their ice rink that they're going to have. That is so cool. Um, currently, I'm, I'm doing a mural uh, at New York, New York. Wow. Uh, it's a mural for their VIP special parking for the T-Mobile. Yeah. It's a 90-foot yep. by 15-foot mural. It shows, um, you know, it shows uh, the, the nights, of course, and some boxing. That and, is so awesome. I, I've seen this, and this is what has got me excited. And, and, and again, I just I, the more I explore your work, uh, the more I see how diverse you really are, uh, and, and how many different layers of uh, uh, you know uh, expression that you use. You know, and I just want to tell people out there that want to pursue their own art or become their own, you know, basically don't want a day job. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> And you're singing my song, brother. <laughs> the best thing I can suggest to you is just to go and do it. No. You know, I hate to quote this feel the dream stuff, but if you build it, they will come. And, and I'm telling you, I feel the exact same way because I, I look at so many talented individuals and I hear so many dreams from people. And I look at myself, and, and, and far be it for me to say I don't have a good opinion of myself, I do. But I'm, I'm humble. I don't, I'm not patting myself on the back. I'm like, I am wonderful. Mm -hmm. I know I'm just an average guy, right? It's like the rest of us. Um, but I also have this very strange belief system that if I want it, I can make it happen. Yes, absolutely. And, and I also know that that go along with that comes a bunch of other stuff like dedication and, and you know, staying focused. And I have a, a buddy of mine that always tells me, you know, listen, Daryl, you know, wear your blinders, stay in your lane. Don't listen to all the drama to your right and your left. Stay focused on your vision yes. and continue after it. And I know, uh, I mean, we all hear this in life, but it's the truth. It's just a freaking truth. It really is. You know, we are in a race. Uh, our competition is actually not with other people. It's with ourselves. You're right. You know, You're entirely like, right. I, I tell people all the time, you know, like especially my students and, you know, my friends, they get mad at me uh, because apparently I'm not on the news feed enough <laughs> looking at other people's stuff. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. And this is for this reason, though. And I want everyone to know out there, it's nothing personal. I'm trying to keep my eye on my prize. Yes. I, like, I have my own journey that I'm on, oh. and I'll be distracted if I see how, Help. you know, oh. see things that will distract me. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and another thing, too, it's like you said, it's not the, it's not the end destination. No. I hear this from everyone else, too. It's all the crazy things we've learned and digested and consumed and, and made our own experiences along the way. And so whoever came up with that, it's it's not the destination, but the journey is is dead on. And yeah. there's a lot of truth in that. It's kind of like um, when the student is ready, the master will appear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? And I even tell my students, I try to get them into the practice of that now, because what they like to do is when we're working in a group is they like to look at what other people are doing. And of course, that can demoralize a person, yep. right? Yep. So I, I'll, I'll even get to the point where I'm like, you are not allowed to look to your right or your left. <laughs> Watch what you're doing. So, you know. and, but that's just like a little seed. That little seed could plant to become something into a person where that's their main focus is that they're just looking at what they're doing. And everybody finds motivation in a different way. Some people find it when you're put down. Some people find it when you're lifted up. 
I mean, if somebody tells me I can, I'm more likely to try to do what I want to do. I'm, I'm convinced I, I, you know. So here's a trait that I've noticed, just as something to share that maybe others will find entertaining, I don't know. Um, I see something that I thought of doing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and, and somebody's beat me to it, which happens mm -hmm. in art every day. I see something, I'm like, I thought of that four years ago, how dare they? So instead of watching the video and perhaps learning from them, I'm convinced I have to do it myself anyway. And so I, I learned a lot of my own ways to do things. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's right, because it would have been better if I'd had an instructor or actually listened to it. <laughs> but I can't help it, I'm stubborn. You know, that kind so of, we all have these traits. <laughs> yes, th that kind of thing happens. Uh, Ray and Charles Eames are famous designers. Um, and Ray, actually, she was an um, uh, you know, abstract painter as well. And a lot of people would say that her work looked like Jean Moreau. And, and if you look at the two pieces, or the two types of art, they do look similar. Uh, and one thing that Ray said was she was saying that, you know, when you have the same materials and the same ideologies about something, it's really easy for two people to come up with the yep. same idea. With the same ideas, yep. Yeah. Yep, and I'm still trying to perfect simple traits that I know I could just go on YouTube and look up. Because I don't want to. I want to instead push myself mm -hmm. to learn my own way. And yes, that's stubborn and yeah. silly. But on the other hand, I might find something that nobody else has tried yet. I'm really upset. I miss Kareem Rashid. Uh, Kareem Rashid's a, a designer, and he spoke at UNLV. And I'm really upset to that I missed him because in college he he helped he helped drive me because I didn't I did want to look at other people's work, but I didn't want to look at other people's work to get inspired because I was afraid that I wouldn't have an original look to yeah. what I was trying to do. And and I guess, totally vindicated me. Right? I heard an interview with him, and I'm like, <laughs> yes, thank you, Kareem. You're awesome. <laughs> Perhaps that's a similar trait then that we. But I mean, you can't just yeah. do that. Like, it, you got to have a balance. So you yeah. know, it's like, uh, you know, it's like Alice in Wonderland, right? You know, she fell down the hole, yeah, and, <laughs> and she found the little food, right? Yeah. And the problem was that she ate too much. That's why she got too big. <laughs> and then she took the drink and she drank too much, but and she got too small, right? right. Had she right. drank just enough, she probably wouldn't have had to go through all that trouble. You know, you're right. You know? That's a good point. I could have crawled right back out through that damn hole. <laughs> right? Like, and, um, you know, we would have missed the whole story. So it's the, de it's the journey along indeed. the way. It wasn't, it wasn't but my point is, is like, the balance is what's really crucial. Like, yeah. I, do, I do look for inspiration at times, but I don't rely on it as much as I would, I, I don't think is necessary. Well, you know what I find is that I'll save pictures and, and, and I save them at the time because they catch my eye on Pinterest or something. Mm -hmm. And I'll group them in a, in a group somewhere. Mm -hmm. But I almost never go back and look at them again. I, yeah. I saved them, I don't know why, just because it caught my eye and it gave me a piece yeah. of inspiration at that moment. That's and I saved it with the idea that I want to go back and digest this, but I never usually do. But somewhere that little vision might have come out in my work, somewhere yeah. else of something I tried. Yes. I, I kind of, I'm okay. Okay. I mean, yeah, well, you know, and you might revisit it when the time comes. I have a right. folder too, as well. Uh, it's an inspiration folder of same thing, images that are striking to me. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, sometimes I'll go back and, and I'll look for the one image just yep. so that I, you know, and I think we do that innately. Yeah. Right. Something inside of us is going, hey, we're going to need that later. Sooner or later. And yes. we kind of know what when we see it. Yes. We, yes. we know what our passions are and what our perceptions are and we so we stack that somewhere for later use yes and later consumption if you're looking for quality metallic epoxies and other floor coating chemicals as well as vertical carving tools and equipment look no further than wall tools from chicago give them a call and they'll help you out
All right, and we're back again. And I just want to thank everybody in the viewing audience and listening audience for spending this hour with us uh, again this week on our show, Passion Driven from Bad Mojo Media. Um, we've had an outstanding time. Each show, each week, I'm blessed to have these opportunities to work with all these unique individuals. And I think each week I'm reminded why art is such a big part of my life. And I don't really care who you are. I think you can call yourself an artisan in some way. There's something in each of us that we possess that makes us different and unique. Uh, and in all things in life, we find how relevant art is. So as we were just talking uh, off film and having a cup of coffee, um, thank God for coffee. <laughs> Even that's a damn art form, I'm sure of it. <laughs> and uh, so I was thinking about uh, my oldest brother, Don. One day, I'll be blessed to get him out here from Illinois uh, and have him spend some time Boy, we'd probably need three or four episodes, but <laughs> if you think I'm long-winded, this guy's got the gift, I'm telling you. But, uh, and the reason is, is because he, he has a lot to say, and, and I respect him for that. Perhaps I have a little bit of that gift myself. And uh, and so the story I was sharing was how amazing of an artist uh, Don really is and all the things that he creates, um, from the, the beehives that he has to the, the salves and the, the cool pieces of woodwork and and, and just custom anything from masonry to stonework to my entire 47 years of existence, I can think of times in each one of those years of not many that he shared art with me. And so maybe there isn't any wonder that I'm doing what I'm doing today uh, because of those inspirations of those amazing individuals that uh, that share their, their experiences with us. Don has been a tremendously good teacher. And Don, I know you've been checking the show out, so uh, thank you for all the years that you've taught uh, training and, and teaching us even if you didn't know you were doing it or if we were listening or not. <laughs> uh, I think the capacity I'll have to have him out here is probably his metalworking um, because it, it, I want that as part of my skill set. Yes. And he's become such a tremendously good metal worker and, and his foundries that he's made and, and unique instruments and tools that he's created. That's something that we'll, we'll have him here. But uh, So thanks for listening to my story and thanks for listening to this segment. Um, as we start to uh, wrap this one up, I want uh, to hear more of, of you and, and your amazing story and how we can best reach you uh, and, and play a role, whether it could be educated by you or whether to hire you to do some amazing project somewhere at some high-end casino or, or some other uh, amazing place. So fill us in. So I'm TPJ1 and uh, you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, just spell it out. TPJ1, J-A-Y-O-N-E. T-I-K-I-J-Y-O-N-E, and um, be happy to message. Um, friend requests me, uh, do a little follow. It'll be great to hear from you guys. Um, you can find me most of the time hanging out in the city, rocking it, killing it. I see this every day, too. That's why I keep hitting you up to, hey, make this shareable, man. I got to be able to share it. <laughs> Is it cool to say hello to someone? Absolutely. Give a shout out to whomever. That's even more personal. I love it. I just want to say um, hi to my mom. Thank you for bringing me in this world. I want to say hi to my people from Cappy Stop Crew, Los Angeles, WAI Crew, Los Angeles, and uh, big ups and respect. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Man, that's a blessing. And I think that's the whole premise of these shows is to share love, inspiration, uh, warmth, motivation, and, uh, and all of the good things that come with that. And our platforms are important to us. Um, I, I ask freely of those who listen, and I say share, and I say you know click on it and give the link an actual listen, give it a, 
uh, share it to someone else who may find uh, enjoyment from this and motivation or inspiration. Uh, I even encourage people to participate in the show or, or be a minor sponsor to help the show get better and tighter and, and reach bigger audiences so we can all share more of what we do. Um, and so, uh, do you have a YouTube channel? I do have a YouTube channel under the same name, Tiki J. T-I-K-I-J-A-Y. All right, Tiki J1. And it's Tiki oh, J on that. Yes, and you, I also have a website, TikiJ1.com. That's T-I-K-I-J-A-Y, the number one, dot com. Awesome, awesome. Because these are where, where you're going to be able to see the bulk of his work. But for those of us that are blessed enough to live in Las Vegas, uh, I think you can see his work a lot of places especially if you get down by the Strip. How about the Art District? Have you ever done anything there? Oh yes, I have a few pieces down in the Arts District. If you go to the Antique Mall, um, just uh, finished a painting at Jammyland. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I think I might have seen that even or something. I, that that rings a bell. Yes, yeah, huh. uh, Precious Slut Tattoo has some, some of my paintings. Um, paintings? Let's huh? see. Well, they're murals. All of them are going to be out, outside. And, uh, if you go down uh, to where Bazaar Alley is by the Huntridge District, uh, there's some paintings out there. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to keep doing more. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to see a lot more of it. In fact, one of the things that I think on this show that's exciting to me is that I'm going to have uh, a lot of opportunities. I'm doing a show a week. Um, I know a lot of people produce a lot more than that, and some of them are every other week. I'm going to keep mine religious every week. I, I like releasing it on Tuesdays. But what that, that gives me, if, if I remain in this game, not if, but when I remain in this game for years, because I plan on doing this for as long as the Lord allows me to, uh, I'm going to have a lot of these people back and, and revisit our earlier episodes and let's see what their career has done and how much it's blossomed, and they can continue to share their wealth of knowledge uh, and love and passion of art with us all. So thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And, and Tiki Man, thank you, brother. Respect. I appreciate it. God bless. One of the best systems out there for floor preparation is Maverick Surface Preparation. Um, their grinders and diamonds and tooling are top-notch. In order to get a beautiful floor, you need the right equipment. And this is top-notch. This is a brand that I use, that I sell, that I respect. So give us a call. Let's see how we can hook you up with the right machinery for your right job. Growing any kind of business in any kind of platform, irregardless of what it is, there are always challenges. Always. It just will be that way. It's how we attend to those challenges. It's how we digest them uh, mentally and what we do after that to go after the thing that we want the most, that prize, if you will, in front of us. So one of the things that I say often as people ask me complicated questions, I say, it's complicated. And so my new business feature, our business bonus of each program is called, it's complicated. <laughs> and it is, and it's okay because we can talk through it. We can offer different uh, segments to help those who are looking to grow their platform. So one of the business bonuses today that I've been working on is looking for different ways to grow your brand. Now, it doesn't matter if you're a podcaster or if you're uh, an install company. There are different ways that you can reach out. Now, each company has a different set of goals. And I think the best business advice I could give for a company 
which it certainly applied to me and I didn't understand it at the time unfortunately and being honest uh, with the audience and that's understanding what it is you want to grow and sometimes as you grow something it changes and that's okay too it's like an artist drawing a picture or you know or making a movie here writing a song or whatever the initial image in your mind can certainly change and it's nothing wrong with that but if you don't have a business vision if you don't have any kind of plan of what i wish to become then you're spinning your wheels quite a bit and so for my circumstance i didn't really know what i wanted to become when i left one industry and sold one business and started another and in hindsight now i realize all the things i should have done different and i don't change my story my story still remains the same for a reason in my journey which is far more important than just the ultimate destination uh is still the same and so i'm i'm good with that but in offering advice to other companies who are looking for ways to market their business um one of the things that i'm working on that i'm pretty proud of is that i'm actually starting a radio internet channel and that will be coming soon uh mobile phone apps that people can download a lot of different ways that i can reach my messages to many more people on a much bigger platform. And so that excites me. And I wonder what I can offer to others and how easy it would be for them to find companies like that that could reach out to their market if that's the kind of growth they wish to achieve. So in bigger cities, you really have to be competitive. In smaller markets, it's not so hard to be the monopoly. You know, in a town where I grew up with 10,000 people, there wasn't a whole lot of uh, you know, guys doing decorative metallic epoxy the same way I was. Since then there are a few more and that does happen as something becomes popular there would be more than just one company who will represent that industry. So reach out and find in your local community whether it's a bigger city or not how can you reach the masses in a different way how can you promote yourself in a different way and most importantly as i said try to understand the vision of what you wish to create with some sort of of platform and some sort of a good idea written down to begin with and then go from there well what an amazing show we had today i was so happy to have tkj1 in here and connect with him on the level that i did and have the ability to really speak the whole spectrum of what art means to all of us and how we can motivate ourselves and inspire each other and others to go further in the industry. So thanks everyone for listening to our amazing show today. Play a role, listen to more episodes as they continue to come out. If you love our show, sponsor it. There's a link at the end of the uh uh platform and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So have a wonderful evening and we will look forward to next week's show here on Passion Print.